0: Show you that org podcast coming your way. Special episode, we're celebrating. This is episode 500, full one hour show, and we're gonna it's gonna be a really fun one. Steve and the monster joining me. What's up, buddy?
1: I feel like I should be singing Happy Birthday. 500 is a big deal, guys. Very few podcasts of any description get this far in, so it is a very special day. We're gonna go over the history. I'm gonna kind of interview Steve me because he's been doing this a long time, talk about the guests that they've had on, talk about the subjects we have discussed, all that kind of crazy stuff, how it got started, how it evolved, everything. So yeah, that. And then at the end, we're going to talk about training logs. And guys, we're going to give you some input. We're going to talk about logs that are on the site and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, I'm going to be cracking a whip. Steve's going to be answering the questions. Let's go, Steve.
0: Yeah, and then look, at the end of the day, these logs are very important. We're going to talk about that. And if you guys are listening to this, you've never come on our forums. This is a great opportunity for you guys to come on our forums and do logs. But, but first, let's kind of talk about how you know the podcast has evolved and gotten great over the years. So, Mobster, you know, uh, shoot, give me, give me some. Uh, some right, let's
1: here. just start from the beginning, Steve. So, how what? how did the idea behind doing this podcast get started? I know that there's podcasts out there. Was it something Evo looked at and decided they wanted to do, or was it just something that evolved? For you guys talking to each other, talking to the bosses, how, they, how did it get started?
0: So, you know, one day, you know, I'm sitting, you know, on my back porch, you know, just playing with my cat or playing with my dog. I think at the time I had a couple dogs and um I like to do that. I like to play, you know, with my pets and have, have fun with them. And, you know, I got a call, you know, and they're like, Steve, you know, we want you to get a podcast going on Evolutionary. And well, I was like, yeah. I mean, I I would I would love to do that. I mean, that's that sounds good. Um, around the time there weren't that many podcasts out there, but the ones that were out there, I wasn't really that pleased with the information that was being put out. You know, I I thought that the people doing it, they just were putting out a lot of thin knowledge. So yeah. I wanted to put out thick knowledge. kind of like when you watch a movie. And you see the screenplay of the movie and it's a very thin screenplay. You could tell that it took them like an afternoon or a weekend of writing to write the whole movie versus a movie. You could tell like a Quentin Tarantino movie that takes like a year or two to write, you know, versus a movie like some stupid Adam Sandler movie that takes like a weekend to write. So, I mean, I wanted to put out a podcast with really good information and um, and, and that's what we did.
1: We got it. We got it started. I mean, it occurs to me, and I know this from other podcasts that we've done, of course, and including some of the 500 podcasts that me and you've done together, a lot of the information that we do, and I'm assuming this was right the same from the beginning from what you just said, is timeless. In other words, you can go back to number one, number two, number 30, number 100, and most of that information doesn't require updating. It's as relevant as now as it was then, Steve. So that's that's the value. The other thing is... How many years are we looking at? Because I'm sure, I mean, sometimes we do a lot per month and sometimes we don't. I mean, it's kind of infrequent at the beginning and then become regular. How, how long has it actually been going? How long has the 500 podcasts from the beginning to now, how many years ago are we looking at?
0: You know, I tried to look up the original podcast and there's just so many out there. You have to keep in mind, I've done the Hardcores, I've done the Underground, I've done yeah. the, the Iron Overloads. I've done so many podcasts over the years i mean i've done close to probably 700 podcasts so evolutionary it's been buddy it's got to have been you know probably almost a decade now where we've been doing
1: this yeah
0: it's been almost a decade so a lot has happened since then i think the podcasts have gotten better and better as we've gone along i've had different co-hosts and um you know you are I think my fourth co-host that I've had on this show. So I've been the one common denominator on here. It's hard to do that. It's hard to, you know, even keep one person or, you know, the, from the original, you see these sitcoms on TV, you know, they'll last one or two seasons Then they'll, they'll get canceled or a sitcom that's really good. That really takes off. It'll only last four or five years. And then that's it. It's just hard to keep the cast together. You know, there's, there's different people move on to new things. There's the economic aspect. There's there's all kinds of things that go into it. But another common denominator in of this podcast have been our producers and our directors because they've been they've been excellent. And really, you know, they've never wavered from from day one when it comes to wanting to put out good quality content to share with any, everybody out there. And that's what this thats what this podcast has been about. Another thing this podcast is all about, which is different than a lot of others out there, is we want everybody to be a part of it. It doesn't matter if you're short, tall, skinny, fat, non-muscular, muscular. You've been doing this for a month. You've been doing this for a decade. You've been doing this for five decades. Everybody. It doesn't matter your race, your religion, your sexual orientation. I, I don't care. We're all in this together so this is what this podcast is all about we want everybody to listen to this podcast it doesn't matter any of that stuff some of these other podcasts you know they will start out talking you know fitness and nutrition and then they'll veer off on something else they'll turn it into a comedy show they'll turn it into a political show or religious show or something like that And it's because they have very thin knowledge. You see, they can't keep giving you content because they have none to offer. So that's where they veer off and they start doing that. And it's nonsense. It's basically like they just want a select group of people to listen to their podcast. We want everybody and we're going to continue giving you some thick knowledge and we give you the up to date shit on these podcasts as well. That's something these other podcasts don't do. We're always following the science. we're always learning new strategies and we're always going to stay neutral. We're going to give you both sides of the of the argument. We're not going to push our fitness ideology and not be balanced and be fair on on what you tell what we tell you guys. So that's been the key to this podcast. I think that's why our viewership has been on a steady rise the whole way and it's continuing to rise. while other podcasts, they just die off. And you see these guys, they've been around for five, six years on social media. They have the, they have the same amount of, of of followers now as they did five years ago. Why is that? It's because they lose a lot of people and they're gaining a small amount of people only because they can't keep the content coming. It basically turns into them just ranting for, for an hour. Um, and basically, it's sad. It's sad to see. It's like an emotional... They have definitely psychological problems and it's an emotional thing. It's like therapy for them. So, this is never what this podcast was all about. It's very different than the other fitness podcasts out there, Mobster. We're giving content on these podcasts and we're showing you how to better your body on a day to day basis. And we do it better than any other podcast out there when it comes to nutrition, fitness steroid use, SARMs use, any PED. We do it better than anyone out there.
1: Yeah, I I was going to jump in here for a second, Steve. There's a few things that occur to me. One is even as a co-host myself, I I, I feel that sometimes I have to go off and have a look at a subject and refresh myself or even learn stuff, even as we're talking when we're doing these kind of shows. So, you know, it's it's a great in that particular way. So when when I'm talking to the listeners, when I'm bouncing back and forth with you, it's even then you're you're learning something as you do it. So this is what I was going to say. I mean, I I, I watch other podcasts. I watch some of the stuff, RX, for example, and so on. And you, some of the most popular shows have just been when, when they've had all their mates on and are kind of shouting and, 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 and jacking off. And uh, I don't mean that literally, guys. But joking, joking each other's chain, talking about stupid stuff they've done. Same as if you had a bunch of mates around and you was all having a few brews. And you'd have the usual back and forth that a group of guys that get on with each other do. That's okay. But it's not informative. And the Evo stuff, and in fact, all of the podcasts that you and I do, they are informative. The the stuff that you've done with other hosts and some of the other shows, and I think it with Ricky V, for example, when you've talked about uh, life advice, is informative. It's stuff that you've learned as you've grown and as you've matured yourself. But also it's for the listeners, because we know that we've got a good variety of listeners from different ages. I've talked about this on podcasts before when I say, okay, if you talk about guys that are training, that are looking at PDDs, even if they're not using them, it's 18 to 25. We've got that mark in the stand that we use as a reference. We say, okay, if you're going to use performance and drugs, 25 is a good, good time when we say why. And then, you, I mean, we're going to talk about when we get to the end here, when we're talking about the training logs, we got 40 year old members, 50 year old members, myself, 58 and so on. So it's, 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 It's collective, Steve. There's all ages listening, and it's each, especially these evolutionary, are very informative. There's a subject matter for every podcast, and there's something to learn from every podcast. So the other thing I was going to say, and this is probably where the host thing comes in, and, and you touched on it already. Right, so I'll give you an example, guys. If you've ever listened to, say, an NFL game, And you've got they nearly always, and if they do this with UFC, they do this kind of stuff all the time. They nearly always have two, sometimes three, occasionally a little bit more hosts. And what you normally have, especially if it's just the two and they've been working together for a while, is one guy will ask the questions and one guy will answer the questions. The reality, especially with those kind of uh, commentating on a on a game or something like that, is both guys are nearly always as good as each other. Not one's not an idiot. That's why he's asking the questions, and you have ones not super intelligent. That's why he's answering. They're normally, very very good, but they realise that you have to have this back and forth. You have to be able to bounce off your co-host. You have to be able to have laughs. You have to be. You need someone that's thinking like the listener, and you need someone that's educating the listener, and that seems to work very very well. Steven, Steve, Steve's me, and I have also got. I mean, I'm, you can talk about other co-hosts in a second, Steve. But Steve, Steve, also got our own little areas of uh, expertise. So, for example, mine's with strength. I've trained with world Strongest Men competitors. I've, I've, I've been around that scene and so on. So Steve comes to it from another angle. Steve's a great one on fasting, for example, on the forums. And he's been doing his podcast a lot longer. So he's going to be more professional. He's going to be more known, the kind of information that needs to go out there. And we get that back and forth. So Talk about the, the co-hosts that you've had on in the past, Steve, and what it's been like—good, bad, and ugly.
0: Yeah, we've always had good co-hosts. Uh, we had Trevor, we had uh, Matt, M- M- Masonic, we had Ricky V. Those were the three other hosts we had in that order, and they've—you um, know—they've all been—they've uh, all been really good. And um, I think what happened, you know, in some cases, people get busy, people move on with their lives, people have other other commitments. So, you know, we move we move on that way. So we've kind of evolved the podcast and um, I've evolved. Like you were saying, you have color commentators and the color commentator is the expert. He's the he's the guru. And the other guy kind of, you know, um, he he kind of placates him during the game. And that's kind of like that's a it's a good little ping pong match between them you know, yes. but the guy really in it, the guy, usually who's a color combinator. He's the ex athlete or he's the ex coach. So he's the, he's the expert and the guy, the other guy, he's more the, um, the uh, he's a writer. He was a writer for 10 years, 20 years. He was the T he's on TV um hosting a show, you know, for 10, 20 years. So, He's not a former player. He's not a former coach. So he must be dumber than the other guy, right? But in reality, like Mobster said, the first guy is usually actually the smarter than the than the second guy, but he plays like he the other guy is the expert. Because yes. the guy played, you know, or the guy was a coach. So yeah, that's how it goes. It's a good ping-pong match. So I think in this podcast, it's really good. Mobster definitely doing these podcasts. He's the talker. You know, he can talk. He could talk my ear off for an hour about anything. He's the guy who walks <laughs> into a room, uh, really walks into man. a party, and he can just sit there start up a conversation about anything with anyone. I'm more of a guy like if I walk into a party, I can't do that. I can sit there and talk to you about nutrition. I can talk your ear off about nutrition and blow your mind on nutrition. I you know I do that all the time with my neighbors and stuff. We'll have they'll bring up a conversation. <clears throat> I'll blow their mind about stuff when it comes to nutrition. And get them really thinking about it. So some specific things I can do that with, but mobster can't. So it's a really good, you know, yin and yang that we have. Definitely. We've had a lot of guests as well. Some of our earlier episodes that I was doing with Trevor, we would have guests come on, and we got some really high-end guests, guys. We had um uh, we had Mr. Olympia champions come on this podcast.
1: Have you seen that one, Mobster? You remember that, right? no. tell us, tell us. Tell us, tell me a couple of good ones and tell me a couple of like crazy ones where you're like, what the hell, what, 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 how did it go? (laughs) So Frank,
0: so one of the funnier ones we did was with Frank Zane and he was Mr. Olympia champion. Uh, He was big back in the late seventies and and, and early eighties. And he, um, you know, we kind of tried to hint at him. Hey, you know, uh, a lot of people listen to it. It's like, wow, Frank Zane is such an asshole because every time we kind of like push him a little bit, on on his nutrition or his weight training he'd always be like oh go go read my book go read my book go why don't you go read my book so he was kind of you know really you know kind of weird about it and and when we would try to kind of hint at him hey can you tell us what peds you use he would kind of get angry he'd get really really angry about it so i just think it's it was it was a funny one a funny episode in that way but he did get some really good advice on on the episode so if you guys want to look that up you can look up the episode we did with Frank Zane Evolution Outward podcast. Frank Zane. You can Google that. And you can bring it up. Another really cool guy we did, um, which is a big one, is Charles Griffin, who's really working his way up in the bodybuilding circles. And he is a current Mister Olympia. Not he didn't win Mister Olympia, but he's top ten, top fifteen Mister Olympia. He's won two IFBB yeah. Pro League champion. Yeah. He just won one last year, a big competition. His brother, and I didn't know this when we first booked him, but because he lived in Minnesota, it kind of was a, I kind of figured it out when we were interviewing him. His brother is Everson Griffin, and Everson Griffin was a defensive tackle in the NFL for over a decade. He's made over $60 million in his career. So he's currently a free agent. He just played last year, but he's currently a free agent. I don't know if he's going to play with anyone anymore. He's an older guy now. I think he's in his early 30s. But I think that was interesting. That just shows you genetics, how important genetics is. You know, one brother is NFL for over a decade. The other brother is a champion bodybuilder. So that just shows you how important genetics is in this. So, look, if you have siblings, or are now not professional athletes, you're probably not going to end up, you know, in the top 10, Mr. Olympia. So, That's just how it goes. I mean, you're born with certain genetics. We've had all kinds of people. We've had people from chiropractors to doctors to holistic doctors to farmers who've educated us on farming. Um, And wow, there's a lot of uh, information out there about where our food comes from and, and all this stuff that will blow your mind. We've had people who are nutritional experts. We've had people who are experts on fasting. We've had people who've been experts on steroids. We've had people who've been supplement owners. From my my perspective, Mobster, the sleaziest people we've had on were the supplement owners. (laughs) And several of these guys, since we've had them on... You know, I've kind of checked in on them since then. They're doing some sleazy stuff today. And what I mean by that, they're selling a lot of shitty products out there. They're kind of, you know, trying to build their social media and really trying to take advantage of the younger guys. So the supplement owners have been the sleaziest people for sure that that we've hung on. And the most honest people we've had on, to be honest with you, buddy, are, are the guys who've been recent bodybuilders like the the Charles Griffin guy. He was so honest with us and very, very humble. And uh, I was very impressed. Complete opposite of the stereotype you would think that a bodybuilder has. And he, you know, you can look at his Instagram and say, oh man, this guy's cocky, showing off his body. But really, these guys are just soft teddy bears when you really sit down and talk to them. Uh, Some of the other guys that we've interviewed too, um, we've interviewed... You know, all kinds of, of 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 people with a lot of knowledge. And we've interviewed people who have a lot of educational backgrounds and who didn't bring much knowledge to us. And I thought that was always fascinating. Um, just because someone has a lot of education, that doesn't mean they're necessarily that knowledgeable when it comes to fitness. We've also interviewed Boston Lloyd several times on the podcast. And he's a guy who who recently passed away. Uh, So any of you out there who know who that is, um, we interviewed him a couple of times and he was he was another guy. He might come off to a lot of people the wrong way, but he he was a really humble guy
1: and talking to him one on one. I was just going to jump in here a couple of things that you've talked about already. Number one, guys, and and this is very true. I think Steve's touched on it perfectly. Um, You need to be able to communicate. I don't care what. Uh, the area of expertise you've got. If you can't teach that to people, if you can't communicate communicate that to people, if you can't get your message across, then you could be the most intelligent person out there. But it's like having a book that's closed, Steve, and that's no good to anybody. You're going to come onto a podcast. You're essentially going to be interviewed, and we're going to try and pick your brains and, and get you to educate us. You get you to educate us, the host, and to get you to educate the listeners that are listening in. And if you can't communicate the thing that you come on to talk about than what you saw you so i think that's the thing that's interesting for me steve and maybe it's where people have had a lifetime in education it hasn't necessarily taught them to lecture hasn't necessarily taught them how to communicate that it could, they can be fantastic in physics or chemistry or biology but they can't stand up in front of a room of people and and spread the knowledge onto the next one i think great one that comes from sport uh, it says that a lot of the t- there's an old analogy which is something about if you can't do the sport you coach but the reality of this are some amazing coaches that they have never made their grade but they're very very good at communicating the information to athletes and if those athletes are receptive you end up with some great teams and some great results what steve says about the um supplement industry is interesting one of the reasons i kind of got into this not just doing the podcast with evolutionary and the rest of the evo family but with stuff that i was involved in back in the day i owned my own supplement company but there was also, for a period of time, on the very, very large UK forum, the kind of, if something looked fucked up, if it looked like someone had been cheating with a product, if there was a kind of like, has it been spiked, I was that guy, and I ended up actually writing an article for or Muscle Talk, which doesn't exist as, in, in the same format as it used to. It was one of the big, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the biggest UK forum at the time, Steve, and I actually wrote an article which they published about what was happening with whey protein what was happening with spike products etc i'll give you a very quick example i'm not going to name the company but they uh, they said that they had an amount of colostrum in their product per serving that amounted to greater than the cost of the product per serving so uh, the cost of colostrum i think was something like 90 or 100 pounds a kilogram they said they had this ridiculously high dose and then when you looked at the cost of the product retail to so the retail cut not wholesale not the sort of price that shops would pay or distributor pay but the retail customers paid would pay against the cost of the colostrum it was impossible for them to have had the amount that they said that they did and i i banged that drum real hard i named directors uh, i had no back whatever else because they couldn't argue back they couldn't say that they hadn't done it something else you get a lot of the time in the supplement industry and it's just basically a little bit of bullshit more than anything else, Steve, is there are a great number of names for sometimes one single ingredient. You can have 10 different names for one ingredient. So a company will talk about the name of one ingredient that doesn't commonly get used and it makes it sound like it's something that it isn't. And a good example of that would be caffeine. Caffeine has a number of names. Um As as an example, again, and and it's a hugely competitive market, so I kind of understand why it happens, but a good example, I've got, as Steve knows, a fantastic collection of magazines going back a long, long time, and just 10, 15 years ago, Muscular Development had maybe 30 pages of ads before you got to the contents, before you got to know what was going to be in the rest of the magazine, along with the rest of the adverts, and maybe half those 30 pages would be for a pre-workout, and six of them would claim to be the world's strongest. Well, that's just impossible. So it, it does feel like a snake oil type situation. And again, that means that when someone's coming on at, as a supplement company owner, unless they're being a company that kind of used to own it, or unless they're building a reputation on complete and op- openness and honesty, then they have something to sell. Uh, and I say that in the nicest possible way because there's some great guys out there, but there's an awful lot of guys that all they're looking to do is come on, and essentially advertise themselves as the face of a product and advertise the product. It's it's a very simple, very straightforward. It's kind of understandable. It's what you know makes the rules go round, but it can be a little bit annoying. And you need to be able to look through that. And something that I think Steve and I do is we cut through the bullshit, uh, whether it's in terms of education, but also as I said, I've, I've done mobsters rants, and and you talk about this stuff in as open and honest a way because again, you're going to be listening to this today. Tomorrow, five years, ten years from now. I, I need to – I don't want to remember if I lied. it. I don't remember if I make it up. I might sometimes have to say I don't know. That's fine. I'll probably know more in five years' time when, when you are listening to it. But it's a lot easier if you're straightforward, if you're honest, etc. like Steve said already. I think well, what you said with the history, Steve, is that guys have in the past realised podcast was the way to go, but they didn't know how to present the show. They didn't have a subject to stick around. There's, there's a famous one where the, the fella would be talking about training and nutrition, whatever else, and he'd be loading bullets into his guns or making bullets in a bullet press while he was doing it. And that became his stick. So every episode was that. And I think people kind of got offered to it in a, in a perverse kind of way. But he's actually kind of faded out because ultimately, Steve, he had nothing to say really. You know, it was interesting for five minutes, but you can't do that every single episode. So he was getting ready that. for uh he was getting ready for a war that he'll hide he'll <laughs> think, hide in his basement. I think he claims at some point he'd been in one of the special uh, services and yeah. so on and so forth. And people found out that he hadn't he claimed to have been a sniper and people found out he hadn't. So he was exaggerating yeah. his persona online. You can get away with that up to a little a little bit and it's fun to begin with, but ultimately when people realise that it's just stick, it's just bullshit, and you're sitting there all pretending to be hardcore like some sort of former Green Beret or SAS or whatever else, and people know it's bullshit. Then why should they listen to anything else you have got to say? It's a lot easier. Steve and I and all the other co-hosts have been around. We've done stuff. We've been we've we've, we've we've competed. We've lifted for a very long time. Hosts come and go, and and I know for a fact that those guys are still training. They're still keeping in shape. They're still doing their stuff. They're still running their businesses. So you know that, like Steve says, it comes they go. People move on or whatever else, but they're still into the game, they are still training they are still lifting, they are still trying to eat right and so on and so forth so other guys come and go, we've seen this with early podcasts for other subject matters where they've come and they've gone whether, it, whether it's uh, talking about building up luxury, but really they were poor, whether it's pretending like I said to be some sort of elite services in the military, in reality they were not they were just a you know, G.I. Joe they weren't nothing special uh, by, by comparison you got to. You can't ultimately get away with bullshit, and so you don't get the 500 podcast by talking shit. You get the 500 podcast because the value is seen by the listeners, it's seen by the viewers, it's seen by the bosses, and you get to do that because there's good, solid information going out there all the time. I, I will say, Frank Zane. Frank Zane's kind of funny in that particular regards to it because he was known, and I've got a, the books going back over the history of the Iron Game. Uh, all, all kinds of books in that particular regard, including all the backstories, et cetera. So he was kind of known as a scientist. He was kind of known as the guy that you could go to if you was another Olympia competitor. And he would tell you, you know, you take five milligrams of this, you take 10 milligrams of that. Because he was he was a maths tutor and he had that kind of brain. He was sitting down and working out how stuff needed. It was like Bill Llewellyn, but early days. And so the other guys would go to him. and And literally, I think Arnold was one that called him and said he or, or said he was known as a scientist. So you know, I think it's one of those things where perhaps because of the nature of the podcast now in the Iron Game, performance enhancing drugs get spoken about a lot. And I think it's one of those things where you he doesn't want to come on and just be talking about drugs for the whole episode. You know, what about the fact that I've made a legacy? How 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 many times I won the, uh, the Olympia? My back and forth with Arnold, my back and forth with other people in the Iron Game. What it was like, you know looking at Sergio over when he comes in, those kind of stories, as opposed to spending 30 minutes just talking about drugs. I've been to seminars like that, Stephen. It's, it's okay up to a point, but it kind of gets away from everything else you've done. Genetics is a big part, as you know. But you've got to be, with your genetics, you've got to be training your hardest to get to the top ten. You've got to be eating clean to get to the top ten. Otherwise, there's guys with good genetics who never make it and guys with bad genetics. And we can think of a couple that have ground themselves into the – that literally ground themselves into the ground so that they can get... Todd Platz is a good example of someone who managed to bring his upper body up by just training like a fucking psycho. And, uh, you know, he's so expressive. He's so passionate. And that's the sort of stuff people like to listen to and how that comes across. Tell me about um, just crazy stuff that you've talked about. What's the weirdest subject matter you've had on? Stuff that made you. I mean, you and I have done pre-show stuff where we've laughed our asses off, and then come on and done a show and also laughed our asses off afterwards. But what about during the show? Was there anything that you you was kind of like, "Where the fuck are we going with this? How how's it going to work out? Should we, should we do the show? Do we need to edit? How's that happened?"
0: We did a show. Um, out of nowhere, it was kind of a last-minute thing about um about UFOs and Bigfoot and Chupacabra <laughs> and ghosts and all kinds of stuff. It was kind of. I don't know why um, why we decided to do it, but it was kind of just a fun show that we did. I think it was l- around Halloween, and um, <laughs> the best thing about Halloween is scary stories and just laying, you know, at, at night and being scared. And you know, I think a lot of people have good memories growing up about trick or treating. You know, you go trick or treat, you get candy, you go door to door. So, I think that was the weirdest episode we did. Uh, We also did a really weird episode with some hackers, some body hackers. And the guy that we had on, he's really grown his channel since then. So um, definitely look up that episode, guys. I don't have the, the episode in front of me, but one of the cool things he talked to us about, which is something I've adopted, is blue blocker glasses. So wearing blue blocker glasses before you go to bed. So once the sun goes down, basically the blue light that comes from your computer, from your phone, from your TV, from your lamp, whatever, that's actually messing around with your melatonin levels. And that's um, hurting your sleep, you know, because your body still thinks it's daytime because that blue light. So if you wear these blue blocker glasses, which are literally like eight bucks off of Amazon, they look really ugly and they look really weird. Um, but it was a great concept that I tried after they recommended this to me. And by gosh, it's changed my life for sure. Um, I've never had really sleeping issues very much, but it's really helped my sleep a lot where I drop my head on the pill and boom, I'm out because of wearing these blue blocker glasses when I, you know, watch TV in the evening or I'm on my phone or on the computer or something. And it's changed a lot of people's lives around me who used to be insomniacs. But they weren't necessarily insomniacs. They were just computer geeks or they were people who were always on their phone and never put their phone down. Yeah. So if you don't put your phone down at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, you're going to keep getting that blue light. So that's going to trick your brain to think it's daytime. So that was probably the coolest thing that I've never heard of that we had one of these bio body hot hacker people, biohackers, hackers episode. So if you guys want to Google that one, evolution.org biohacker episode you guys can kind of dig that one up great great episode um and that and and the guy who who came on as the guest i don't remember his name but he's gone on to really have a big following online and he puts out a lot of good stuff uh
1: that really help can help your life day to day something else that just occurs to me is steven i i've I've made a note when i call it old man advice right and in fact the you know, biohacker there has given you guys great advice as steve says. so double, double check that one out one of the things that like i say it comes from a long time doing this all of the guys that have done hosting along with steve have some experiences i mentioned already now uh, trevor for example would be one of the younger ones i believe Ricky uh, ricky v's a little bit younger to be but not much and i'm i'm probably one of the oldest if not the oldest of, of the of the co-hosts but what happens here is guys, if you've got 20 plus years which pretty much all the host of co-hosts have had you bring what I call old man advice right so like Steve says when we get this on the forum and I'll, I'll use the sleep one as a reference it's kind of obvious to us and it's obvious to us because we've been there seen there, and done it it's a bit like sitting down with your fucking dad and your dad gives you this advice and you never listen until you become a dad and all of a sudden you realize the advice that your dad gave you was solid ass advice You start passing on to your kids. Whether they can listen, it's a different matter. And a good example of that, which Steve talks about, and I agree with, is Steve's not big on coffee, but I don't mind. I'm kind of a fan of coffee, but I don't drink a lot. I have four cups of coffee a day, and my last cup of coffee tends to be around 4 o'clock. And I do that because as an old motherfucker, if I'm drinking coffee late in the day, it's that much harder to go to sleep later in the day. Uh, And I go to sleep at a regular kind of time. We and Steve talk about the importance of sleep. When you're younger, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can do crazy shit and get up early in the morning and go to work. When you're older, you can't. But we also understand it holds you back from lifting. So there's this kind of old man advice to some of the stuff that we do, which is put your damn phone down, stop drinking fucking Coke and coffee and any other stimulant monster drinks or whatever late in the fucking day. I've done voluntary youth work, Steve, and the some of the guys were carrying a, a tin of Monster or whatever energy drinks with caffeine. And this is 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. And then they're on their phones to their buddies on WhatsApp and Snapchat and God knows what else at midnight. And then they were literally having to have another tin of energy drink, going to school in the morning, assuming they had breakfast, because, you know, they they struggled to get out of bed in the morning. These are young people. These are like 12, 13, 14-year-olds. Now, guys, if you're training, we talk about these kind of things, and we say, old man advice, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. And we say it again and again and again because we want it to stick. And that's what these shows are about. It's about giving you solid-ass advice and getting you to do enough of the right things consistently. It isn't just about putting cycles together. That's a big part of it. It isn't just about using supplements properly, but it's a big part of it. But it's about putting everything together. Sometimes it's real, real fucking simple. It's real K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. It's just straightforward stuff. But we we bang that drum, we repeat the message, we do these shows, we work with the other co-hosts, we put their stuff together, we get guests on, and we want you to take away some piece of information that's useful for you, beneficial, and that should be in every single show, even if it's only to knuckle down and keep it going. So that that's the thing of there. There. So Steve, I'm going to change in the subject now, so because obviously with these shows, 500 is a big, big deal, guys but the, the, the latter part of the show, we said that we're going to talk about training logs, so we're going to get into that big time. We've got some uh, good logs on the site, but we will... Guys, if, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you need to come out and check the forum. Um and we'll try and add some additional information into the description as best we possibly can. Otherwise, check out the forums for the logs that we're talking about. And I'll, I'll talk about specific ones, Steve, and then obviously you and you and I can talk about the benefits of having a log to yourself, to the forum, and even, funny enough, Steve, to sponsors. as a very quick, and it's one of those right now things. It might not be there in five or 10 years, but I'd like to think that it will be. Sponsors will also sometimes pay you through special deals that they have, for running a log, if you mention their products, if you get your bloods done, that happens as well. But the benefits of training logs, Steve, let's have a quick of a back and forth now. So here's the thing. I'll give
0: you an example what happened to me, um, you know, years ago um, on the forum. Uh, I got offered to do a fasting log where it was a prolonged fast, right? And it was going to be a yeah. five-day fast. So I did the log, you know, I did day one, day two, day three, day four. I had everything. I even got blood worked on. I was peeing on a ketone strip so you could see the ketones yeah. are coming out of my body. I was showing people my tongue, how my tongue was like turning white from from Ooh. uh and I was showing people, you know, my I was tracking my bowel movements, I was tracking how much I was urinating, I was tracking my physique, it was day to day. So I got to day 5 and I was doing my logs and I was like, shit, the log and the people on the forum who were kind of pushing me to do it, it kind of like the peer pressure aspect of it. Yeah, I was like, man, I want to keep this going. So I ended up going to ten days. Um, so without the log, I don't think I would have. I would have even made five days doing it. It was my first prolonged fast that I've done that was longer than two or three days. So I think it's very important to do a log because we will push you along. And the good thing yes. about our forum, yes, we've had the asshole every now and then that has come on.
1: They come and go, but. The consistency,
0: the moderators that we have in place and the VIPs we have in place um, are going to support you. They're going to motivate you. They're going to be positive. So we're not a forum where you come on and people that basically who are insecure and they're bullies because that's all they know how to do. And they're assholes. They want to put you down and be negative because their life sucks. So they want to project that on you. And these other forums are just pathetic, you know. That's why these four other forums are dying. Our forum has been growing consistently for a reason, even though there's so much competition out there. Because of that, we're positive. We're going to motivate you. We're going to, you know, what I'm saying we're going to basically support you the whole way. So if you come on and do a log, we're going to support you, you know. And we're going to post in your log, and we're going to give you advice, and we're going to, you know, be honest with you and everything. Um, even if it might not be what you want to hear, we're still going to try to be honest with you, but we're going to be, we're going to educate you. We're not going to just tell you, oh, you're an idiot. What you're doing is wrong. No, we're going to educate you. You know what? Maybe you should do a little bit. Maybe you could tweak this. Maybe you could tweak that. Just constructive criticism. So it brings a positive atmosphere and it's going to help you. It's going to help you do better on your log and it's going to help you. It's going to push you along and keep you honest on your log. I found over the years when I do a log, those are my best cycles. When I log my cycles, those are my best cycles I ever do, because every time I want to eat something I shouldn't eat, I remember in my mind, well, I'm going to have to log that what I ate. I'm going to have to log that I ate this bad thing, you know, and then it makes me put it down. It's like, you know what? I don't want to do that because if I do it, mobster is going to come on there and point (laughs) his finger at me and be like, "No, no, 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 no. So I know that's coming. So 100%. I want to sure, I want to do it 100 percent So that's been And then when I stop running the log, it's like I feel yeah. like I'm lost. I'm like, shit. My log, I you know, that what? You know, I feel like I'm in I'm in no man's land now. So logs are very important for that reason and it can motivate you and give you. The Best results
1: uh, possible. Let, right? let me give you some examples, Steve. I, I run a log, which I still do on another on a grip specific forum. So it's no competition at all for evolutionary, not by any stretch of the imagination. And I've been running that I don't even want to know how many years, 14, 15 years or something ridiculous. I believe it's the mo it's the third most read subject they've ever had and i believe it's something like quarter of a million views or something crazy like that i can't remember i know it's, it's certainly in the hundreds of thousands I, I i would and this is the kind of stuff that i got just as an insight right so i will agree 1001 with steve it keeps you honest you've kind of announced publicly you're going to do something i'm going to come i'm going to compete i want to lose 30 pounds you've announced this and then you run a look now you can obviously fuck off and never run the log again, do one page, one post, and that's it, right? But if you're kind of half serious, announcing it to a group of guys, and whether it's the moderators, whether it's the regular roasters, whether it's reps or whatever else, that are going to be the most insightful and they're going to have the most input. Other members, too, you, you kind of appreciate, first off, there's probably going to be 50 guys that are going to kick your ass, 50 guys that are going to help you, 50 guys that are going to comment, and having them comment every day, and it's literally like a five five-minute thing in the morning. It's like going to the gym and 50 guys are going, right, you're gonna do that bench press thing today? Right, cool. Get on with it, man. We want to see you kick ass on a bench press. And that's what that's like. But at the same time, it's like having a thousand people pressed up against the window of the gym watching you bench press. Because you can look, you can see how many, how many times you've posted, you can see how many times you've had replies, but check the views. And the views is like one in ten people were coming. That means it's nine out of ten people that are checking out what you're doing. And it ain't all that spots. It's people checking out what you're doing. Whether they're, I want to lose weight. There's this guy, he's losing weight on the, and he's running a log. What's he doing? I can do that. That's the second part, right, is education. You don't often realise when you're running a log or you're thinking about running a log, how your journey is going to not just be meaningful to you, but it's going to be meaningful to someone else. If you're a big guy, 30 40% body fat, and you want to get down and you want to look slim for a wedding, or for, for a holiday or whatever else, there will be a bunch of people out there that will follow your journey or even read about your journey later on that are going to take the same journey as you. They they want to get in shape. They want to see when the days were tough. They want to see when you made it easy. They want to see what you did and copy your journey or, or mimic your journey. So there's a, there's a great big deal right there. So that's, that's something else. One of the things I was going to say, Steve, and I've, I've always... I won't say necessarily that my persona online is too different because if you're in the gym with me, if I'm coaching you, and especially when I've had the guys over here when we had the whole COVID thing, I'm kind of like probably talk less in those situations because I find in those situations I turn into like a coach sometimes and it's literally do this, do that, lift this, get it fucking done. I'm not standing there giving you motivational speeches because you already know about my shit. You already know that I'm a strong guy. You already know that I've got some success my life. You come here and it's kind of straightforward, and I'm I put on that sergeant major voice. So sometimes online I'll be that guy, I'll be the one that points like that. Like Steve says, oh, 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 "What what the fuck are you doing?" I also get you to think about your own process. So you'll come on and you say, "Oh, I'm thinking about doing this, but what about this?" And you're like, oh, "Why why'd you ask the question?" Not that I'm not it's not helping you. I am, but I'm not helping you necessarily by just telling you what drug to take. I'm asking you why you're thinking about changing to other drugs. What's the thought process? Have you given the drugs that you're already using or the training program you're already using enough time? And, again, that's different inputs, not just me, it's other guys too. And i give give, say, the example with the with the grip log uh, on that particular forum, quarter of a million views, et cetera, et cetera, was I think someone come on one day and I, I'd moaned and bitched about having a kind of a like really poor training session. And my poor training session, as somebody else pointed out, was their best day ever. So I said, but it's all a matter of perspective. I need still to be hungry. I need still to be, you know, in desiring of lifting more. You don't get to be top 10, number one, whatever, world record holder, whatever, by not being hungry. So you have to be hungry. If it's 100 kilos and that, that guy's best day is 90 kilos, I want 110 kilos. Fuck your 90 kilos. I don't care. I do but it's what I want from myself, and I have to be able to push myself. So that comes across. But what, one of the things I had, Steve, was I had a message saying, um, I'll never be as good as you. And I just replied, not with that fucking attitude, you won't. You, you can't. This is the thing that's interesting and I think really comes across in some people's logs. And we're going to get into specific logs in a minute, Steve. Um, when you talk about the thought processes, your desires, what drives you, what pushes you, and again, it's not just people patting you on the back and reading your log. Sometimes someone will come on and say, you know, oh, my life is shit. Uh, I took drugs back in the day. I used to struggle with alcohol, et cetera. I, I see your log and I see your story and it reminds me of my story. But here's what I've done and here's what I, I overcome and here's where I am now and the success on how I've turned my life around. And that happens from time to time. So you don't realise sometimes that you're inspiring someone else you don't realize sometimes that you're educating other people. And like I said, sometimes it's just pure selfishness. These guys are going to pat me on the back and I'm going to kick ass and I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to kick ass and I'm going to bench press 500 pounds and these guys are going to help me do it. And that's selfish, but so what? It also means other people are being inspired, other people are learning and and so on. So one of the things I was told, which I think sometimes will happen and I'm going to say that th- these logs as well, is that you don't Always understand the legacy. Um, you will inspire other people. I've been at exhibitions and had. I've told this story before about a young lad holding his dad hand and kind of pulling his dad to come over and talk to me. I was working on a Gripper Company stand, and he said, "Your dad, my dad, watches your videos in his shed." Well, it all sounded a bit like he was masturbating or something. But in reality, what he was doing he was he was watching my videos me doing some crazy shit, and then it was inspiring him to kick his own ass in his shed when he was training. And it was the first time, I mean, I kind of laughed because of the way he'd come across with the little kid sort of kind of embarrassing his dad. But at the same time, you kind of realise you are out there inspiring other people on their journey and literally watching your video, reading your log has made them go off and kick ass. If you can stick with it, you've had a bad day, then they can stick with it when they've had a bad day and so on. So there's all those kind of things going on. I want to talk about a few specific logs here, guys, because there's, and we're going to talk about at the end now how you should run a log as well. So as an example, we've got one of our members, LEFR34K. Guys, you need to have better names online. It's got to be a lot easier than that. And I said here, straightforward but highly detailed. And one of the things I noticed, Steve, was that he took advice, as we were talking about already, very well. Literally, page one of his log, he talks about his journey he's about to take. He talks about what he wants to do and so on. And straight away, and I believe you was one of the people with input, you, you said about tweaking the diet and you made some changes. And literally by page two, he cha- made some changes to his diet. So he'd taken that advice from from the experts, from the guys that had already done it, etc., etc. As another example, uh, we've got Summer Bulk cycle by separate Free. And Semper included images of annual exercises. So he talks about, it's like he gets coached, and he talks about an exercise that his coach had him doing. I said, what the hell is this all about? And I couldn't quite figure out what he was doing with it. So he posted photographs, he described the movement, and so on and so forth. And something that was interesting for me, and I've talked about this with other logs elsewhere, he includes the weights that he lifts, the set, not just the sets and reps, guys, but the weights. Now, why is that an important big deal? Okay, uh, if you train with the same weight, and increase the volume, it will make a small difference. It will make a difference, but it's a small difference. And what you will sometimes see in logs that don't include the poundage is, oh, I did 10 sets today. Well, 10 sets of what? 10 sets of 10, 10 sets of five. Was it with 30 pounds? Well, it was 500 pounds. And the the reality of the situation is, if you include the weights, and then at some point, those weights increase. And even if everything else stays the same, you've got stronger. And the reality of that is, especially if you're doing the volume with it, you'll get bigger, i.e. more muscular. So guys will sometimes not include the weights because they're embarrassed. You're just embarrassed about where you are right now. now don't be embarrassed about going, what your journey is and where you'll be in the future. So you, you might not be as strong as mobster today, but you might be as strong as someone else. But if you're getting more muscular, if you've gained muscle, if you put a quarter of an inch on, you've progressed. And again, we will be there to support. Oh, my God, you've gained a quarter of an inch. Amazing. Quarter of an inch, that's two or three pounds on a normal guy. So that means you've added weight, you've added bulk. Therefore, you're bulking. Some are bulking, things working. So there's that. Another example, Steve, Dozer. Dozer wants to compete as a powerlifter once a year, but is also a transmission bodybuilder. In other words, he's done a lot of powerlifting in the past, but wants to keep one competition in hand. But he's transitioning more of a muscular thing. He's more, he's changed. And a lot of us do this. So I started out, I think, more of as a bodybuilder and then kind of got into the grip thing around the year 2000. And again, that's probably from when my training logs started. So yeah, I think the one I've already mentioned has probably been going 22 years. But there you go. It's, it's, it's the journey. And you will see this, especially in the longer logs, the ones that have been running a few years, you'll see that things change. And again, that is a useful thing for other people to look at. One of the things that Dozer does an especially good job of is talking about the thought processes, the reason why decisions were made, the reason why a training cycle or a PED cycle or his nutrition was tweaked, the reason why he's changed his mind on certain things, and that in itself is insightful. You don't get that. If I just write down my sets, my reps, my weights, you don't know if I'm going have a good day or a bad day. Guy, If you're having a bad day, the guys can gear you up. They say, come on, motherfucker. And I think there's a good example of this, Steve, especially if you include photographs. I think you could, we could talk about this right now before we talk about any more and how to do a log. Um, the beginning photograph sometimes, especially if you're out of shape, and then transitioning to where you are now, sometimes as individuals, we don't see the changes in ourselves that other people see us seeing us. And I think you and I can both talk about this, where we will say, hang on, go back and look at that picture you put in the first page of your log, and you are 30 pounds heavier, your chest is thicker, you've got striations. Well, you know, you've read no striations. You are two times as strong benching, two times as strong pressing. So, talk about this, Steve, in terms of uh, people changing over the time that their log's been running and what we've seen for ourselves. Well, what's cool about this is that diversity of these laws
0: like lef his goal is pretty much a recon he wants to lose yeah. fat he's not looking to become this you know competitive power he just wants to look good he lives in a dominican republic it's a beach country he's probably on the beach he wants to be able to walk on the beach year-round and look good right pick up chicks and all that kind of stuff semper he's bulking straight up bulking running test deca d what, what do you run test deca d for it's the bulk it's not the cut down and he's running some peptides too so he's all over bulky. And then Dozer is, is a big, strong guy, five foot nine, 250 pounds. He's huge. Wow. And he squats yeah. 650 and he benches over 500. So, I mean, all really, right. him, he would be one of the strongest, if not the strongest dude in any gym. So it's a, such a diverse amount of people. You could be an average Joe. You could be a very strong powerlifter. You could be just someone looking the bulk. And then another blog, the, the fourth log we we'll talk about is Echoes. He's doing an HGH log. Yeah. His situation is completely different as well. He just wants to do some anti aging and some weight loss.
1: That's it. He's not age looking. To... Yeah. He he's just wants age, so he's... Yeah, He's not a younger guy. He's an older guy listening. So what I'm saying with this, with, with my Echo for me, is he's middle aged, as is one of the other fellas we'll talk about momentarily. And Most of our listeners will be younger listeners. Most of our uh, members on the forums are younger listeners, but we've got some older members. We've got 60, and I think we've even had 70-year-old members on the forum talking about whether they should use growth hormone to, to revitalize themselves. And Echo is a good example, again, in terms of he is running growth. He's 47 years of age, and he uses a sponsor's product, which he talks about. So, again, that's for me, is something where it's not just young bucks kicking ass and running logs. It's older bucks kicking ass. So there's something for everybody. What about the last two years, Steve? So the
0: third one, it's a third cycle and fall bulking focus by New laxi 89 And for this one, uh, and we'll link all these logs, by the way, in the description. You guys can check it out as well. So he did a cycle last year where he ran testy and Deca. And he logged that one as well. And this one he wants to start very soon. And he's actually starting it, and he wants to do 12 to 16 weeks and then PCT after. So for him, he wants kind of like he's just doing this for overall to improve in the gym. There's no not like yes. he's going to compete. It's not like he's going no. to do this. He wants to just put on some good quality gains, gain a little strength. His current stats are 5'11", 14% body fat, and 2'10". So he wants to probably drop down maybe to maybe the 12% body fat, and then go from 210 to maybe 215. That would be perfect for him at his height. And he would look way better in the mirror. So everybody's got different, you know, different goals, Mobster. So touch on that I'm one and say, then talk about the last one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll say new new Lexi for me, and this is the, the note that I made, Steve, is he's more typical of the average member, you know, just wanting to get in shape for themselves a little bit more muscle here and there and, you know, wanted to look good for the regular kind of situations. And that makes him atypical member. I'm going not atypical as a singular word rather than two separate words. It literally means he's kind of average. And I don't mean average necessarily in his size and his weight wherever whatever else, but average in terms of the, the majority of people, if you said to them, I want to get leaner, I want a little bit of bigger chest, bigger arms, perfectly normal in that regard. And that actually makes him in his own particular way probably the most useful because he's the right age He's doing the same things as the vast majority of listeners are. The vast majority of forum members are. He just wants to get in shape. And as he says here, his own admission, I wrote this, for vanity and mass. He's being very honest, guys. So there you go. That's fantastic. The last one I made a note of here is Prince Daddy. Prince Daddy is 53 at the time of starting the log, and is actually competing in the Classic physique. He's also on TRT, which is a, a big deal for the older guys when he's not running a competition cycle and one thing that i made a comment on here was interesting he's growing and getting stronger even at 53 he also includes stage photographs in his log so what happened here for me steve when i was thinking about this and making these kind of comments etc you go right sometimes we're gonna have and this is just on the forum in general guys never mind a log come on can i get more muscular at 60 can i get more, can i get stronger at 70. And that's sometimes just for daily life stuff, because they've allowed themselves to get out of shape. And the short and simple answer is yes. Now, uh, what I, The slightly longer answer is you're, you you will improve. You won't necessarily put on 50 pounds of muscle. You might put on five pounds of muscle, but you'll look two years younger. You'll look three years younger. And Joe Weider, even back in the day, I believe one of the few times he actually sponsored something, Steve, in this particular study, because the Weider Research Clinic wasn't really a research clinic, but one of the few times he actually got involved in something, he had uh, an old people's home, I've forgotten what you call them in the States. And the community there were lifting tins of baked beans. It might have been tins of weed products for all I know. And they were literally just curling and pressing these tins and doing like body weight squats. And they were all 60 plus years of age. And they were measured and, and timed, and notes were taken at the beginning. And then they did a certain number of weeks. And at the end, and again, these are all 60 plus. So I I think the mean average was 65, and every single one showed improvements in fitness, improvements in strength from the beginning to the end. So the argument straight away is, yes, you can. And at 53, I'm actually older than Prince Daddy, but Prince Daddy is competing at 53 and says, as I just referred to, growing and getting stronger. So he's been competing for a while. But again, the TRT stuff in itself, we've got a lot of people that talk about TRT. Sometimes the younger guys who maybe should have left it a bit longer, uh, but certainly the older guys, and he's going to be a a, a great example of someone who's able to compete, which is, is fantastic, but as a good example, just to the older guys that you can still train, you can still get stronger, you can still get leaner, you can still improve your physique, you can still have a quality of life as a result of using the TRT, never mind... Driving yourself to compete and getting up on stage in your posing trunks and so on. So, to me, it was a great example from the, the, for all of the logs that we've just talked about, where you've got average guys doing exactly what the, the majority of the forum want, right through to 53 plus years of age, as he will be now, and competing and improving at that point. Right. So, specifics, guys, when we talk about logs, the more information, the better. And I mean that, I mean photographs. Some science pictures of you training so we can help you with form. But yeah, but crop out your face. If you
0: want to stay anonymous, crop out your face. And another thing with the photos, we get a lot of people who don't know how to put them up. Just use an image sharing website. Yes. You go to that, you get the photo on your desktop or your phone, and you use the image sharing website to create a code. And then you take that code, you copy paste that code onto the website in your post. And then when you submit it. Your photo will show up that way. So, but crop out your face if you want to stay anonymous. A lot of people don't want to do a log because they're scared, they're worried. Don't use your real name when you sign up on the website. Use a
1: screen name. And then, make- if you're using performance enhancing drugs, and especially in the country where that's illegal uh, or, or or is a problem, then hundred percent. You've also got some guys are uh, they don't want. M- extended members of the family commenting on it. They don't want buddies giving them shit, jerking around or whatever else. So, again, Steve's right there. The other thing I will say with regards to photographs, nine times out of ten, if you can, get someone else to take the picture. If it's a buddy at the gym, if it's the girlfriend, it's the wife, get them to take the photograph because it always looks a bit hack and it's very, very difficult. Show the body weight, again, if you haven't got an identifying tattoos, legs, front, back, chest, shoulders, arms. You don't have to be the world's greatest pose up. But again, if you and also if you possibly can, especially when it comes to photographs, try to take them under the same conditions because a dark background will change the way that you look versus a a light background. So that's that's the case. It might be in the gym changing room. It might be in front of the bedroom mirror, the bathroom mirror, whatever. But try to use the same conditions. It's that much easier for you and for the rest of us to see the changes, if the light's the same, if the background's the same. If the person who's taken the photograph knows how to take a picture. Guys with phones, same as everybody else, it's a lot easier than it used to be, but it's still that little bit better if someone else does it. And you've got, a, when it comes to physique photographs, the nipple line, in other words, that lower part of the chest is probably the best place to aim the camera. Focus on the eyes and then bring the thing down. And in that way, you get the look that a judge would have. Or if we were sitting there and that's the eye line that you have, you're sitting down, that person standing up, that's the best. Way to do that now when i talk about the training stuff it's it's all of these things um your cycle so that the, that's the, the diet you're going to use the cycle you're thinking about using and again i say this all the time when we give cycle advice on the forums guys sometimes seem to want to change drugs for the sake of changing drugs if as the last cycle worked and you improved in the way that you want to improve now do the same damn cycle there's no need to change drugs just because. Receptor thing is pretty much bullshit, so forget that. Diet, the same thing again. Okay, guys. So you've got there's lots of theories about fasting. Steve's great on there's theories about re, rebound days. There's all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, whether it's training or whether it's diet, being consistent is number one and number two and number three. It really is. The more information, the better. So, for example, guys, if you're having a hell of a time gaining weight and your diet looks like it's on point, and your training looks like it's on point and your PEDs look like it's on point, but you neglected to mention that you're a stonemason or that you work on some kind of building site or that you climb mountains for a living, then you need to include other information. And you might not be against specifics, again, for the reasons that we talked about in terms of your identity, but you need to include enough information that we will know that, you know, you're sitting on your ass at home Going to be different from your twin brother who climbs mountains with a sack of bricks on his back, and that's what he does every single day. You won't respond the same way. So, if you don't tell us that your job is sedentary, you you sit around and you type a keyboard, and you don't tell us that your job's crazy hard, and you don't tell us that you have to get up at four o'clock every morning, this kind of information will help. So, again, it's the more information the better. And, and a good example we're talking about, um, we, we will include information again attached to to the descriptions here so for example we've got an anabolic steroid forum. that's where most of the logs are so do that use the new thread button to create it write in your name or the name that you're giving the cycle but let us know who the hell you are and then obviously if you want you could talk about the name of the log etc etc and you can refer to that in other posts for people to look at and link to and then again start by writing out a plan cycle a plan nutrition plan a planned training program. And I'll give you a good example here, guys, what works for the majority. In myself, I run two kinds of logs. One is what I do day-to-day, year-round, and then I've run training logs. I will say, this is the competition I'm doing. These are the lifts. These are my competitors. And I have this stuff all written out freehand and then goes online as well. These are the numbers I think my competitors are going to do. And I especially do that in a log where my competitors are not going to see those numbers. And I will program myself as best I possibly can to hit those numbers or to perform in such a way in the competition that I'm number one, number two, number three, especially back when I was kicking ass, Steve, on a regular basis. And you guys can see that. If I'm running on an Evo, my my grip competitors won't be on Evolution. It is not their kind of forum. So I could post that I'm going to pinch this amount. I'm going to lift this amount on one hand, they lift and whatever. And this is the training This is where I'm starting from. This is where I want to be in 12 weeks. And I would program that stuff out. And then again, with you guys slapping me on the back metaphorically, kicking my ass metaphorically and telling me to go get it and come back with a medal. I've done that. I've literally done a log and at the end of the log, there's a picture of me with my medal or my first place trophy or my whatever. And the guys have seen the journey that I've gone on. Uh, so that's important if if you're not if you're just getting into shape or if you're competing with the bodybuilder the same thing kind of applies where at the beginning here's my 16 week plan this is what I'm going to do this is where I want to be this is the percentage of body fat I want to be and you write out that the more information about it. But give us a few other ideas here Steve but ultimately the, as much information as you can put in will benefit you with our feedback with our pushing you and our support and what do you think Steve I think it's really important to get
0: pictures up. Um, and like I said at the at the beginning, crop out your face so no one can recognize you. But the reason I say that is because people will put up a log and they'll list their stats. And so they'll say, oh, I'm 20% body fat. And then they'll put up a picture and I'll be like, you're like 12% body fat. Because what happens is those stupid scales that people use or they might get tested at the gym or something, they're just not accurate. Like those step scales... um. All of us are going to be like fat, according to those, because we're holding so much muscle. So, if you've got a lot of muscle on your frame, and you use those scales, it's going to show you at 20, 22% body fat when you're really 12 or 13% body fat. So, it's important to get pictures up if you're not sure what your body fat is. This way, we can yeah. kind of tell you, hey, we can look at your picture and give you a rough estimate of where your body fat is. That's very, very important before, you know, you got, right off the bat to know that. So, because if you start out the cycle, and you're not even accurate on your stats, then that's going of basically make everything off, you know, the whole way. And it's going to confuse a lot of people who are reading your logs. So I think it's really important to get pictures up. You don't have to, but I, I think it's important. Or if you don't get pictures up, make sure you get a really accurate body fat estimate. Maybe a personal trainer at the gym who knows what they're doing, because a lot of them don't, who can actually... Um, you know, get your body fat measured properly um, and 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 go that route. So I think that's really, really important. And at the end of the day, you know, just set a goal. Goal setting is important with everything 100%. in life. Um, and having a vision of where you want to go is important because um, just think about it, you know, what you want to look like. If you're doing this to recomp, think about what you want to look like. If you're doing this for strength, think about how much how much strength you want to put on. If you're doing it to bulk, think of how much bulk you want to put on, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very, very important to do all that. And before you start the log, if you're not sure about your cycle or whatever, you can always just start a thread and say in the thread, hey, I'm going to, my plan is to start a log within the next month. I need to know, here are my stats. Here are my history. Here's my goals. Can you please help me get a cycle set up? And we'll help you get your cycle set up this way, if you do run along you know, on a cycle, you'll have that iron out and we can right off the bat start, start your cycle and we don't have to waste time. So that's a good idea too. And the same goes for training, diet, whatever. You can start a separate thread first, an introductory thread, and then be like, hey guys, can you help me with my diet? What's your advice? You're going to get a lot of different responses. We're not going to come on there and tell you, yeah, this, they're going to have 10 people say, do it this way. There's a yeah. lot of different ways to screw in a light bulb, you know, and you're going to have a lot of different opinions. We have a lot of guys with a lot of different experiences. who are going to tell you different strategies to, to help you in your particular situation. So you're going to get a lot of opinions and then you can kind of figure out, you know, the direction you want to go yourself. Cause it's, it is your body at, at the end of it. But you know, there's some um, people on other forums, like if you come on there and you say, yeah, I'm going to do it this way. And then the the bully on the forum will come on and say, no, you're going to do it this way. And if you don't do it the way the bully tells you to, then he's an asshole to you. That's not that's not what we do. We're going to give yeah. you advice. And at the end of the day, it's up to you what you want to do. It is your body and you can make that decision on your own. All right, sir. finish out with your final thoughts and take us to the disclaimer. Great show.
1: Episode five hundred. So very quickly on the logs guys what I have seen sometimes it's fascinating for me when you're in competition mode when you're a specific target with losing weight getting ready for a summer holiday the, the wedding etc sometimes when you're in the middle of that journey you can't see the big picture what's kind of cool and I've done this is I've gone back through my logs after after the competition after the holiday after the wedding whatever and I've gone back and it is so insightful not not, not just for everybody else but for you too because you go. You didn't realize that you. this is how you were thinking when you were hungry. This is how you are thinking when you were tired. You don't sometimes understand how you got stuff done. And again, especially if you're thinking about doing another cycle or another competition, and you're in the middle of that cycle and you're in the middle of that competition training, and it's real, real fucking tough. You go back to that first log and you saw how fucking tough it was, but you still got it done. And you can see your guts being spilled on that page and you go, motherfucker, that was, that's not half as bad of a day, today wasn't half as bad as the day that I had then and I still fucking done it, what am I bitching about, so there's stuff there just for you, the listener with your log to go back and learn, right back, back to day one, what, what was on day one you were fired up, today you're tired, go back and read day one, read how fired up you was, how inspired you was, what movie you'd listen to, what, what music you listened listen to, what movie you'd watched and get fired up again and remind yourself to, what the fucking purpose of today is, right, motherfucker? Today's another losing another power. Today's kicking more ass. Today's putting some more weight on the leg press. It's that kind of fucking day. You're having a shit day at work. You're tired. You're hungry. You're whatever. No, motherfucker. Look what I was saying on day one. Look what I was like. I was on fire. Fuck that shit. I'm going to be on fire today. So it inspires you. It G's you up. Steve, 500 fucking podcasts, man. That That is a big, big number. I see lower numbers. On, on other pages and other sites, it is a journey. And like I said, guys, it is an education, whether you're running a log or whether you're listening to these 500 podcasts. Everything we do constantly, the, the driver is always about educating you, about inspiring you, about motivating you. Steve's quite correct. So very, very quickly, Steve, and then I'll, I'll, I'll do the, the, the end notes. I When it comes to cycles, especially when I very first started thinking about running a cycle, I had managed to get hold of the books. of two of the biggest gurus at that time in the United Kingdom, here in Great Britain, whatever. And my sensible brain was working, and I decided what they both agreed on, that's what I would do. What they disagreed on was their opinion. So what they agreed on was more likely to be fact, was more likely to be science-based, was more likely to be based on Lots of you people doing the same thing and getting the same result, and for that work for me. So, guys, if, if there's a piece of advice when it comes to the kind of input that you might get, you'll get someone saying double the dose, but that's because they double the dose, it's not necessarily because that's what you should do. And if you get someone who's more like you in terms of size and build and strength and whatever else, and this is what, and especially with their age and their responses seem the same, then that's more likely to work for you as well. So, there's a bit of advice as always. And a great show, Steve. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on this podcast are ours and ours alone. Is our view. is based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.